Hi, I'm Alexis Aragema. And I am Alexandra Nyman. And, and this, this is Shoujo Mojo. It's an anime podcast proving that women can be weebs too. Each week we discuss an anime or two <laughs> or three and dive into the topics that you care most about. This week we are discussing what our favorite anime are from our childhood and just kind of, you know, diving into what could we not watch, what did we want to watch, and what are we watching currently. And we just want this whole episode to kind of be our introduction to who the two of us are, how we met, because um, this is our pilot episode, yeah. and we're so excited. It's our origin story. Yes. <laughs> Great. Um, well, let's see. To jump into it, I mean, I want to know, Alexandra, what was your first anime? So it's kind of com- like I didn't realize that Sailor Moon was an anime because I didn't really know what anime was growing up. I just assumed like, oh, it's a cartoon and I love it. Um, But it would probably either be Sailor Moon or Hello Kitty as like my first, first anime. Oh, well, you said the magic word because for me it was also Sailor Moon. (laughs) I mean, what else could it have been? Um, But it's really interesting to hear you say Hello Kitty because I actually have never watched Hello Kitty. What is it about? So Hello Hello Kitty originated in, I want to say, the 1970s. And she was based off of, I think, one of the nieces of the creator. She doesn't have a mouth because she speaks from her heart. And the whole anime, I don't know if I was watching the original or a reboot. All I know is that my mom would go to our local library and she would get DVDs that would just have like all these like episode compilations of Hello Kitty and she would teach you about sharing and she'd be like with her twin sister, um, it's like Mimi or Mimsy, and they would have to like share a teddy bear that they both liked or it would be like her interacting with her mom or her dad or her boyfriend, Daniel, which I don't know if they're married now. I, I don't know what the canon is. I have not kept up <laughs> the with The canon that. of Hello Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> That's really precious. I had no idea that that was like a whole thing behind all the toys. I had no idea. Yeah, like, so it originally started out as just a coin purse. And it just <gasps> took off from there. Oh. I don't know if it was ever really intended to be as big as it became. But the coin purse sold out and there was such a demand for more product that it just kind of organically happened. You know, speaking of other like children's animations that have to do with cats, did you ever watch Doraemon growing up? No, what is that? So I, a lot of Western people don't know it, but it's like one of the most famous children's cartoon in Asia. it originated in Japan and it's called Doraemon and it's about a blue cat. Basically he has like a magical door, I'm pretty sure, that takes um, this like kid who's the main character, you know, through it and they have adventures and things like that and it's really sweet. And it's so famous. Anywhere you go in Japan, like you'll see it. So I was just curious because like we know Hello Kitty over here, I guess, as like one of the most popular cats, but like Doraemon, the blue cat that doesn't have any ears, by the way, his like character design doesn't have any ears, um, is super famous. So enough with the kitty cats. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could literally go on all day. I'm sure at one point we will have just like a whole Katame episode with like Cheese Sweet Home and like probably more about Hello Kitty, but... It's fine. Yeah, we need we, to move on. We'll move on. We'll move. I would well, think technically, I'll, there are more kitty cats in Sailor Moon. I mean, yeah, there are some great kitty cats there in are Sailor some Moon. Great some ones. of the best cats are in <laughs> Sailor Moon: Luna, Artemis, and Diana. I didn't realize there was a third cat, though. Uh, Who's the third cat? Their their kid, Diana, is oh! Luna and Artemis is. I'm pretty sure baby from the future. I, I, I'm pretty sure like when uh, Sailor Chibi Chibi Moon comes back she brings like this kitten diana with her and i don't i mean don't quote me on this but i only assumed that it was luna and artist mrs like kid Mm. kitten kid baby kitten from the future now is there any connection to sailor moon and uh, it was like mew mew 
magical or something where it was like the sailor with the pink hair. She got like her own spinoff anime. No, I've never heard of that. I watched it as a kid. It was like, I initially saw it on Channel 7 where they had like Fillmore and like Recess. And it like, it felt like a direct knockoff of Sailor Moon, but it was like just the pink haired one and then all of her friends and they all had like sailor powers. So then when I went to try to find it as an adult, cause I was like, I'm not crazy. Like I know that this exists. I found two other Sailor Moon ripoffs, which was Shugo Chara, um, which basically was like the same thing except the antagonist was an angry cat man. <laughs> um, and then Cardcaptor Sakura, which I would not call a direct knockoff of Sailor Moon because I think that it's very different. I also don't know which came first. Mm. That's, I mean, I'm almost surprised that there aren't more ripoffs of Sailor Moon in a or, way. Right? Like, is it a ripoff or, or is, it, is a... it just a genre now? Mm. Like the magic girl genre. It definitely launched a thousand ships. Yeah. <laughs> like that's why Sailor Moon, I mean, I remember finding it and being so blown away. Just how did you find it? Like, did, were you just like, I think the way every girl finds it and a slightly older girl senpai showed it to me. You know what I mean? Um, I had a friend, Danielle, who uh, was into it and she had showed it to me once and I was hooked because I had never seen anything that really represented who I was that I felt like I could um, sympathize in such a way with, you know, it was about like young girl problems. And I was like five years old. <laughs> um, yeah. But I loved make believe like that I was able to like save the world or, you know, be part of like a group, a band of girls that were all good friends. And we got these powers. I play, I made, uh, I, gosh, now I'm getting really into it. I made like play believe with like other girls in my school during recess. Yeah. 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 Uh, my, I can't remember if it was my cousin Michelle or Laura who introduced it to me. Uh, it could have been both of them because I think they both at one point were into it. And I think one of them had like the Sailor Moon Barbie doll, which I really wanted, mm. uh, but never got. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had like the little tiaras and like we we would put on. Um, did you ever play that like pretty princess game where it has like the little mirror and then all the little like beaded jewelry? No. It was like this little board game that they had. And so we would put on all the jewelry and then we would put on uh, like their blankets, like capes, and we would sit down and watch Sailor yes. Moon. Oh, wow. And I, I want to say that they were like, like six or seven years older than me. And they were like really, really into it. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. I didn't know too many people that were older that were into it until I got to high school. Mm -hmm. Um but I did the same thing that you're describing. I just did it by myself. I, you know, like hair bows, like the nice hair bow yes. clips. I would put one on my chest and one on my butt and on like a skirt to try to like mimic <laughs> the way that their scale, Sailor Scouts outfits looked. Um, and it was awesome. So yeah, I think a lot of girls like really- I like, try to dress were living. like them. Oh yeah. I feel like a lot of girls like live their best life because of Sailor Moon. Um, I want to shout out actually somebody who I really love an Instagram channel. Um, it's sailor.moods. She is so good. She does like this daily content um, of like different episodes with like the Ooh. subtitles on it. She always finds these different tattoos that people have. Anyway. I would love to get one of Luna on like my ankle. Ooh. Like one of the ones where it's like the outline. That would be amazing. You gave me a Sailor Moon um, little like sushi set plate yeah. I use it I use it not for sushi I use it for um uh to put like my spoons and stuff while I'm cooking oh that's so perfect that, yeah it's a perfect size for it and it's so cute because it has the little um crescent moon on it and so I love it so thank you oh I'm such so a glad. sweet gift um I'm trying to think I also though there was some like drama when it came to Sailor Moon as a kid because my parents um you know they were fine with it until I did this one thing that was just so classic. As a nine-year-old, 
We have um, these standardized tests that you have to take, right? In the United States, everybody has to take them starting at a young age. Um, but I didn't really understand what they were. And I was really into Sailor Moon, and I was also really into the musical Cats at the time. <laughs> yeah, I was... What a combination. Yeah, I know, right? And so I um, had gone up to my, you know, teacher, and I asked her, like, do I have to, you know, are these tests going to affect my grade at all? And she was like, no. And so if you were done with your tests, you were allowed to have free time at your desk, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. so I just like filled in these bubbles. I did it completely randomly. And I finished in like 10 minutes and there were 45 minutes left in the test. And I just sat at my desk and I drew like Sailor Moon characters, but like as the characters from Cats. <laughs> oh my, that yeah. is so meta. Yeah. Please like, tell me you have that somewhere. No way. No, I'm that got destroyed in the flood or whatever. Um, it, but I got in so much trouble because it was a whole week of testing, right? So for like five days straight. I oh, did I this. thought you did it for you did it for all five days. I did it for all five days because wow. nobody ever said anything. You know, at one point, I think towards like the last day, my teacher was like, I've noticed that you're not taking the test seriously. Like you got to take the test seriously. But I just I don't know. The stakes didn't seem that high. And so I just didn't. And I, I did what I wanted to be doing <laughs> as a nine year old. <laughs> I was, but I got in so much trouble. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what did the school do? Oh, like, what did your parents say? They, well, they called my parents and it was bad, you know? My parents were so, you know, disappointed and I got punished. Like, I had to come home and, like, write out the multiplication tables. Like, mm. I, like as soon as I was done my homework, I just kind of would write out the multiplication tables until it was time to go to bed. <laughs> for oh, a no. couple months yeah it was a very serious punishment and I, I learned my lesson but I also realized like I was just doing my thing <laughs> um but yeah so because of that though I wasn't allowed to watch Sailor Moon like ever again and it was always kind of like this like thing that I had to hide from them like I had friends who um read the manga and so I would like sneak the manga in and like read it under my bed like sheet it, with a flashlight <laughs> and uh, hide it from my mom if she ever came in randomly. Like, it was just, you know, funny. But yeah, but do you have anything like that? That's you, hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm talking all about me. What about no, you? How did no, you, fine. yeah, like, were you a manga reader or? So I rediscovered anime, I guess I would say in like high school. Um, there was this like, well, in my opinion, she was really cool. To everyone else, maybe she was just like the nerdy kid in French class. But she like never studied. She was always reading manga. But she had like the highest marks in the class. I'm convinced that she just like spoke the language or something. And she was reading like this demon anime or this demon manga. I forget the name. I was trying to look it up. Can't find it. My memory is so fuzzy. Um... And so I, like, she took me to the library. Apparently we had a whole manga section. This was, like, news to me. I brought it home, and I was reading it. And all my mom had to see was the word demon. And she, like, banned it from the house. She was like, it's going to, like, mess with your peace. Like, I don't really think this is good for you. And at the time, we were, like, <sighs> like super, like, almost cult-like, conservative, like, mm, Christian. So my friend and I came up with this deal where she would check out the books for me and we would read them during French class. Um, I wound up with a C in the class when I originally had an A, so, like, my studies did suffer, but I didn't really mind it, honestly, because it led me to Fruits Basket and then we got like dial-up internet so i would like pretend that i was doing my homework but really i'd be like reading a manga like i read maid sama my junior year of high school oh. and i just i loved it because it was so different and it teleported me away from just this small town and like people that i had known since the third grade, like nothing ever changed there. Mm -hmm. And with manga and anime, everything was so different. And the world just seemed so much bigger than the Poconos. Mm. And I 
love that. Um, we also had, um, you know, so, some incidents where uh, Japanese entertainment got me into trouble. I went through a very distinct pink Power Ranger phase where I thought I was Kimberly. I would be like on our back deck pretending it was a balance beam, pretending to do like flips and stuff. Um, and I like vaguely remember, I must have been like six or seven, I was in the hallway and I was just like doing air punches, you know, like every kid does. Um, yeah, naturally. <laughs> I mean, I also thought I was the Pink Power Ranger, so that's great. And so next thing I know, I don't know why, but not, you know, punching progresses to kicking, I guess. And next thing I know, I knocked out two of my brother's front teeth. What? <laughs> Wait, that is not where I thought this story was going to go. So I think like... So in our hallway, it has all three of our rooms and then the bathroom. And I had this habit of like putting both my hands on the hallway so no one could get past me. And I would like kind of elevate myself. And then I was just swinging my legs and, you know, he couldn't get past me. Wrong place, wrong time. Oh. He was probably just trying to get to his room. Poor thing. I know. <laughs> oh, did what happened? Did you get in trouble? Or? I got into so much trouble. My mom like screamed at me. He was screaming. There was like blood coming out of his mm. mouth. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers for I think a week, and they didn't let me watch the movie because they felt like it was too violent. So I didn't get to see it the first time my brother watched it, but he had his friend Greg from homeschooling come over and they watched it a second time. So I hid on the stairs and I watched it. And then maybe a couple of hours later, I accidentally punched my younger brother in the mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh, un unrelated? <laughs> totally unrelated. Like I, I was going full on Pink Power Ranger, like telling him that he was a putty. Um, so, yeah, that, that did not end well. Did your parents ever get you those, like, plasticky Halloween costumes? Mm, like, what do you mean? Like, the ones that you get in the bags at the stores? Yeah. We're, so, like, for the pink Power Ranger, I remember it just being made almost of, like, a shower curtain-like material. And it was, like, raining this year. And I remember being so mad that my mom made me wear pink sweatpants under my costume. But it's a good thing that she did because my pink Power Ranger costume ripped mm. so that the pants just like came off. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I learned early that cosplay can be tricky. <laughs> well, now you're amazing at it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Did your parents, like, come around? Because eventually um, Sailor Moon, like, Supers came out. Like, the Sailor Moon Super series was coming out when I was 12. And I had to, and I saw an ad for it on TV. And I had flashbacks to when I was nine. But I was like, it looks so good. I've got to see if I can watch it. So I remember very seriously going to my parents and being like, this is coming back like it's coming back to television it's a new season like <laughs> i can only imagine their faces like oh god they they were like mm, we will let you but like it really can't affect your school like you've you've seemed to have learned your lesson all that kind of stuff but it was never you know it was never anime was never something that was still cool like they wanted like it wasn't really something that they wanted me to be spending my time with but by high school like similar to you i like fell in love with how different it was like it's a different I think one of the things is like it's a different set of folklore it's a different set of like customs and culture I I lucked into I walked into what I thought was the chess club and it turned out it was like secretly an anime club <laughs> in my high school it was like this group of kids that we would like put anime up on the projector right before like it was time to go to sports and it was awesome because it like introduced me to these different animes like I got introduced to Inuyasha that way and Fullmetal Alchemist and Neon Genesis Evangelion um, which you know that was crazy that anime scared me like uh I remember being like 13 when it 
I, I guess I somehow discovered Adult Swim. I stayed up past my bedtime. Mm -hmm. And I just remember seeing, like, this big purple head. And it just it freaked me out. I would ask my dad to, like, look under my bed Aww. at the age of, like... Or no, I must have discovered it earlier because my dad passed when I was 12. Mm. So the, I must have been, like, 10 and, like, saw it. Oh, no. That would have been, yeah, really scary. I, like, to this day, I feel like I might be a little scarred, too. Like, I can't tolerate it. Like, I can't oh, even really? watch it. I tried getting into it when I was, like, 16 or 17, but I think I just still didn't really understand it. Mm -hmm. So it still really freaked me out. And then, like, being 16 and seeing Full Metal Alchemist... <sighs> <laughs> The dog. Oh, God. I thought you were going to go, ah, Edward. But no, you went no. You went to Nina and Alexander. Straight, no. You went straight for the gut. I watched Brotherhood. Oh. Like, in adult life, I gave it a chance. And I was like, oh, like, why was I so freaked out about this? Mm. You know, it's not a popular opinion, but I love the original anime plot. The, the divergence that they took um, and, like, the twists and turns that they have at the end. It's just so good. I really, and like also the movie Conqueror of Shambhala was real good. Yes. And I, I really loved it because it just showed me a story could be, could end in a bittersweet way. You know, it doesn't have to all be packaged up in, with a neat bow and everybody's happy. I liked happy. the ending yeah. of the original one. Mm. I didn't want it to be like beautiful and neat. Like in general, I don't really like cinema that ends perfectly. Like, I love movies like 500 Days of Summer, Her, La La Land. Like, I look for that bittersweet ending. Mm. I don't know why. It's just, I'm. it feels more real. Yeah. And so with the original ending of the original Full Metal Alchemist, I really appreciated the ambiguity. Yeah, and... I'm I'm sorry to hear you say that like you did you were introduced to Evangelion in a way that was like scarring. I I really liked it because the group of people I watched it with we were like trying to figure it out together. We were like, what the heck is this? You know, what's going on now? This is crazy. Is this really how it's gonna end? You know, um, and now I've actually because Netflix has the the licensing rights. It's on yeah. there now. They've redubbed it. Um, and they've also resubbed they it. They redubbed it? Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting because they've changed. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because they've changed some things. They've made it less, um, like, uh, LGBTQ leaning because they changed like a very specific line between, mm -hmm. um, the main character and what a lot of people had inferred to be like his, um, kind of love interest, um, throughout the show. So, it's very interesting, yeah. Oh. So Evangelion was really deep, and I so I started rewatching it. Um, it's great though; they did a good job of the dub. I thought that the characters sounded good. Why did um, they like? Do you was that like an input maybe from the creator? Like, no, he's not gay. Um, that's I, so because like now well, with Sailor Moon. They're like, yeah, they're gay. They're not cousins. I think that it's. I'll have to double check it, but I'm pretty sure that it's like the Japanese. Um, is like ski dakara or something like that because I, I like you, right? But it also can be read as uh, because I love you. Um, and I think oh. that they just changed, yeah, and I think that they changed the subtitle to be something along the lines of like, because we're friends or something like that. Like, it doesn't directly translate. I've seen this once, you know, they do this all the time in anime and I'm not, uh, for those of you who are meeting me for the first time, like I've studied Japanese for a little bit. Uh, maybe, well, you lived in Japan. Yeah, I lived in Japan for about five months. So that really helped to like continue like the process. And so when I'm watching sub, I can kind of pick out things here and there that are like really explicitly different. And so, for example, like they'll do things like chigaimasu, which means it's different than that. But they'll translate it to like, we're not dating, you know, like... They'll take a lot of oh. initiative to like translate into something that's like maybe more sexualized or less sexualized. So it's actually, it's really interesting to watch it in that way. Is it because you think that like, we'll just run with it and be like, yes, it's gay and it's great and it's what we wanted. Or do you think it's more so like, we just don't really understand the nuances of the language. So they make it more black and white. I think that anybody who's probably doing the translating knows enough to infer a lot. Um, 
I think that every human right has bias and that can bleed into the work in some way or another. Um, but I think for the most part, they do a pretty good job with the subs as far as I can tell. And like, they're getting way more sophisticated as time goes on. It's interesting though to see like, cause going back to like our childhood, right? Like I, like when I was introduced to these different animes in the anime club I was in at high school, then I would like go home and I'd go upstairs to like the family computer uh, and I would use LimeWire of all things to like download whatever. It was the Wild oh, wow. West, right? It was the Wild yeah. West at the time. So it was kind of like I would put in names, like I would write Inuyasha or I would write uh, Ramna One Half or um, Evangelion or Full Metal Alchemist and I would just download whatever I could. I would just, any episode I could. So I was watching all this stuff out of order. I was watching fan subs, which were like really sophisticated. Looking back on it, you know, it's all you can get. Oh I would my watch, God. Alex, I would watch like subs in Spanish and French because that's like all I could find of the one episode I wanted to watch. And I, so I would just infer what I could from the animation. But I, I was living up in that little room. I was living my best life. <laughs> So when I was in high school, um, or no, this was in college when this happened. Um, but originally when I was in high school, my younger brother was in middle school. We watched Zatch Bell. And then for some reason in America, it just came to a really abrupt end. But it kept going on in Japanese. So we sat down, rewatched it, loved it. I would highly recommend the anime. But we found this like ridiculous fan dub channel where they, um, I, I don't know if this is a genre, I don't know if this is a YouTuber thing, but they would redub everything, recut everything into like a convoluted mashup. And the only thing that I remember from it is this stupid inside joke that we have where it's like this mini infomercial they made about getting your $2. And I don't know why that was so iconic, but like now if I'm like going to a restaurant and I have like a five, $5 bill, I'll think to myself, you're going to get your $2 and I'll like tip them $2. Oh my God. <laughs> it's awesome how things like stay with us forever. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so funny. And like sometimes we'll like, we used to like look at each other and just say like, get your $2 today. <laughs> nice. But I remember a time when like, I feel like in high school, maybe like my sophomore slash junior year, that's when anime was like accepted in my home. Um, we played games. My mom would like get us games, but like elementary, middle school, not so much. Like, I couldn't watch Yu-Gi-Oh. I would have to mm. go into the study of our house, which had no windows, and it had this black and white TV. It was like super tiny. It was maybe the size of my tablet, the screen, and there was no remote control. It was like this weird, there were like these three knobs, so you would have to dial in for like the 10s, the 20s, the 30s of the channels, mm -hmm. and then you would hit this like, this like separate plastic board that was like the size of my tablet and the thickness of that computer. And then you would hit it for channels one through 10. <laughs> and so I would set it to channel seven so I can watch Yu-Gi-Oh! And then if I heard my mom coming down the stairs, I would switch it to PBS. Mm. Um, and that's how my younger brother and I watched Pokemon. We would like sneak it downstairs. But then my mom started to come around when we got these new neighbors that were also super religious, but they let their daughter, who was just a year younger than me, watch Pokemon and play an and play like Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts and all the Nintendo games. So through that friendship, they basically leveled up my mom's parenting skills and were like, no, Pokemon is not the occult. Mm, that's great <laughs> so then like through my neighbor like I got to play Pokemon Red and like I went from weeb level like super closeted to like a thousand that's awesome oh, but that's I still great. have this sense of like it's an it was weird like I thought the like people that I had crushes on that I thought were cool 
were also into anime, but I was super self-conscious of like wanting to be popular and wanting to be cool. So I had like this weird disconnect going where like, I would love it. I would tell my close friends that I loved it, but like anybody else, I wouldn't really let them know. Mm. Like I was more comfortable with trying to look really cute, trying to like project that I'm like super smart. So I would study really hard and I like practiced all the time my bass clarinet to try to excel in that way. Um, and even though I love the anime club, I never officially joined it. I was like too embarrassed. I was mm. like really, really conscious of like the popular kids and trying to fit in, even though like I never talked to them and I don't think I really ever tried that hard to be popular. Mm. But it's funny cause like in college, uh, like most of my friends were into anime and they thought it was super cool and like. Now in adult life, I feel like everyone just like embraces it and You're it so doesn't right. really matter. You're so right. It's so different now. I, like, yeah. Yeah. It was interesting to hear like how you like gradually like let your weeb flag out more and more um, as you got older. It I, took me a long time though. Yeah. It sounds like it. I feel like I had regressed. So I was like the the chess quote unquote chess club, right? That was actually the anime club. That was like my crew like we not my crew like I was definitely one of the like side characters I was not <laughs> one of the main characters of that crew um but it felt like I got to like live out my little high school slice of life like fantasy with them because they were all so into it and like we were super cool to each other which was nice um, like I wish I would have I wish I would have let myself do that because like I was legitimately friends with some of the people in the anime club but I would be, like, cold to them mm. in, like, a public setting. And it was just really messed up because I desperately wanted to be their friend. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't want to be perceived as, like, the weird kid. So I feel like it just took me a really, really long time to be true to myself. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel the same way. After, um, you know, high school, I went to college and I also in, in high school, I played sports. And so I kind of was able to skate by unscathed, even though I was like really into anime and nerdy in that way, like because I was decent at on the sports team, I was able to kind of just coast. And when I got to college, like, I didn't watch it at all. I was so, I actually kind of surprised. Really? Yeah, I didn't, I did not watch it at all. Like, a part of me felt like I was like, okay, that was your childhood. Like, now it's time to grow up. And so I just stopped watching it. Um, I didn't have any friends that watched it. And it really fell out of my life for about four years. And then my like senior year I lived with a group of people that really liked Samurai Champloo. Yes. <laughs> um and I kind of was and they were just the coolest people I had ever met in my life, you know, and I was just blown away by them and it made me think like, oh, you know, this was kind of cool. And so I got back into it a little bit and then I just gradually like once I was done with college and all the pretense is over, right? You know, what's gonna make you happy like in the real world? You have yeah. to kind of figure that out. And I just realized, like, oh, my God, I love anime. So I, you know, continued to, like, meet up with friends who like it. Like, meeting you was, like, a crazy, amazing turning point. I know. Oh, wait, we should tell people how we, we met. We should talk about it. Yeah, wait, let's do that. Um, uh, well, let, well, let's get that to that in a second. Well, what, what I find is funny is, like, in college, I would say I consumed the most anime. Mm. Um, it was probably my junior year when I met this a really attractive guy. You know, he was a player, so I never decided to date him, but I was an officer at the radio station, so I had my own office. And in between classes, or like days where I had huge gaps, we would literally sit there for three or four hours binge watching anime. <laughs> we went through so many series. Um, I kind of backed off on gaming just because I really wanted to like try to focus on my studies and to do my best. But anime for me, like it held no bars. Like I like I watched all of the anime, 
But after I graduated, then I kind of got away from anime because I was like, oh, like, I'm an adult now. I am an adult person. Um, but then I met uh, my friend Ben Wong. Uh, and that was just kind of I, how I connected with people on film sets with our mutual love of anime. So I came back in a force. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I am so glad to hear that. It's good that you came back, you know, and I'm glad I came back too. I was always into Japanese culture and I studied Japanese language for a little while. And I think that kind of got me back into it. You know, what really got me back into it was um, I finally decided I was like, oh, let me try watching the first episode of Bleach. No, no. And hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Because I was studying Japanese and I wanted something that was like, e like, conversational enough that I could try to pick up on the what they were talking about and it had like things that you could talk about in everyday life or whatever and I thought the first season was amazing and I was like this is fantastic. It was really funny too. Yeah. It and was, grounded. Yeah it was great and so I was like oh this is great and there's how many seasons of this like I think 16 or something and I was like oh this is great I can continue my studies and watch this and I'll get better as I go but then I watched the second season and then I watched the third season and it let me down and then it just didn't end yeah it just was it seemed like they were just recycling the same plot and I'm sorry to any like lovers of bleach out there if it gets better like please tweet at us and let us know um yeah because please let me know when they're like not going 100 episodes straight for one fight <laughs> with the same like person yeah and i need more character development yeah but maybe i'm maybe i'm just not seeing it i also it. need more cone <laughs> i liked cone yeah um and so i ended up that's how i kind of I fell had no back. idea yeah and that's how i like fell back into it kind of and then i met some friends that also liked it um i went and i lived in japan uh for about around five months um and I studied while I was there. And I went mostly because I was trying to uh, get better at the language. I still wasn't full on back into anime when I was living in Japan yet. Was it like, cause I feel like at least my like weeb centric brain thinks that like, oh, anime must be like so normal like there and it's like everywhere. Is it, or is it kind of how it's perceived here where it's like nerdy? They, I mean, otaku, right, um, is something that is, like, pejorative there, right? Whereas we might say here, like, I'm an otaku, and everyone will be like, yeah, me too, woo! Yeah. Like, weebs of the world unite, right? Like, uh, there it's, like, it is said, I think, a little bit more as an insult. Um, but they have, I mean, their culture is so rich and deep in all those various ways, Um they have a lot more anime just in everyday life. Like they have a lot more, um, they love giving um, companies these like, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, not mannequin. What's the word? Oh, mascots. Mascots, thank you. Yes, they love giving, like, it's just like that kind of cutesiness yes. is all over. So like, if you consider that to be anime, then yeah, it's like all over. They'll have it maybe in the trains, like depicting like safety things sometimes like oh that's cute yeah though. yeah it's incorporated a little bit more into the culture that way um and i think that like because there's anime for everyone right like it depends maybe how big of a weeb you are but you always see people reading manga and stuff on the subways but that's becoming so much more common here now like mm -hmm. I, when i moved to new york i remember originally not seeing much but in the past couple years I just see these like people just blatantly watching um, Haikyuu on their phones or um, reading Naruto or Boruto and, and uh, turn from Naruto to Boruto and that made me sad. But it still is like it's everywhere now, which is amazing. And, and after I got back from Japan, I had a friend like the, I think what finally let me like wave my flag is Otaku and Gaku, which, um, you know, I'll just say briefly is this anime cover band that I made with some of those original friends from college Aww. who liked Samurai Champloo. Um, and it's really amazing that we like were able to like get together uh, because like we have done, you know, some studio recordings. Um, and recently at this last year's Anime NYC, as you know, you made our cosplays <laughs> um, as 
Fu and Mugen from Samurai Champloo. Which was amazing. They looked amazing. People, like, just flocked to you guys. Aw. It was so cool to see. Like, I was like, yeah, they're doing it. Yeah, we did a, we performed 10 different songs from various anime, like, including Kimi no Nawa, Full Metal Alchemist, Soul Eater. It was really fun. And I, I think a large part of the reason why the people came to us is because our costumes look so good. So that was, thank you, Lady Cat Passion. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm bowing to you. <laughs> <laughs> in the studio um but yeah so like my friend Alejandra she had mentioned to me because I used to sing a lot uh all through regular school and college and well, stuff well you like surprised everybody when you sang at your wedding <laughs> oh my god was I sh- like I was shook oh thank you it was such a moment oh that's awesome I'll never forget it oh thank you that's so kind like yeah so my friend I was not singing at all though after college like nothing really yeah no I didn't know I didn't have any reason to you know and so my friend was like you've got to find something that you like to sing and I was like ah what would it be and then I was like I love singing anime songs in the shower And so I was like, ooh, maybe I could maybe I could see about that. And so at my like fifth year college reunion, I ran into I didn't run, I see them all the time, but I saw some of my friends and they're also living in New York and I mentioned it to them and they were like, that's a cool idea. Jamie the bassist, um, Jamie Hayes, he's just been like really supportive of the whole endeavor. And so after that I was like, oh, I finally have this excuse to like just let it be and I can watch whatever I want and if I like the anime, I can sing the song, like So it's really fun and it's been so amazing. And I think that that's pretty much when you met me is when I like was fully like starting to embrace that side of myself. Yeah, I remember Sebastian had remarked that like, wow, she's like, she really owns who she is and what she's into. And I remember just feeling so inspired by that because like, I would love to run around with like, a little purse that has like Hello Kitty all over it. And I have one that my older brother got me for Christmas last year. And I've only taken it out once because I'm a little self-conscious. Mm. And I would love to like cosplay, but I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Like, will anyone like it? So like when I saw your Yuri on Ice backpack at Harrison's 30th birthday party, I was like whispering to Sebastian. I was like, Sebastian, that that's Yuri on Ice. Because <laughs> uh, he and I, I think we were in the process of like watching it together. I had already like watched it, finished it, loved it. And he was like, you should say something. You should say hi. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be weird. Yeah. Um, and so he was like, do it, do it. So then I was like, is that Yuri on Ice? And I feel like the rest is, like, history. <laughs> I know! It was great, yeah, because we met at, um, our, as you just said, our friend Harrison's 30th birthday party, but we didn't know each other. Um, I had the same impression of you, though, because I totally, oh! yeah, I thought you were so, I mean, I didn't, I couldn't tell that you liked anime from looking at you, yeah, and I had the Yuri on Ice, like, blue backpack <laughs> that they, I think my, my husband got me that from cr- the Crunchyroll website, like, last two years ago, maybe, um, but yeah, I had the same exact impression of you because I just thought, I was like, wow, this woman is so intelligent. She knows exactly like what she's doing, like what she's into. Like I heard about how you were like doing all this amazing fashion work with like um, period pieces, you know, very like high couture kind like, of trying. a set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was, it was all that like Harrison had talked about with you. So it was cool. Um, but it's great. He's such yeah. a sweetie. Oh, he yeah. like messaged me the other day when he told me about the upcoming reunion film fest. And he was like, I saw the costume that you made Alexis and like, it just looks so good. And she looked so good. Oh, I was so happy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so it was awesome. The was it was kind of a beautiful moment too when you were like, "Is that a Yuri on Ice backpack?" I like looked at you, <laughs> and you looked at me, and I remember just being like, "Yes." And I think I said something along the lines of like, "There are many of us out there." Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and there are now. I mean, it's it's really become a wonderful time to be a Fujoshi. Um, it really has, though. Yeah, I mean, in that when we went to Anime NYC. Um, 
So like so that was my first year ever going last year. Yeah. I had only been to Comic-Con in 2011 or 2012. It was like my senior year of college. It would have been 2012. And like that was my first time ever coming to New York, ever seeing it, ever being like involved in like fan culture and it like threw me for a loop. Like I felt like I was home. But Anime NYC just felt so much more like home to me. Mm. Like meeting these fan artists that I've been following online for like years and years. Um, like it, it was just, it was mind blowing. And yeah. the costumes were overwhelming. The whole experience was like, overwhelming yeah well jamie's girlfriend um the, uh, the bassist for otago and gaku his girlfriend came to support us during the performance this year she was in this yeah <laughs> she dressed up as momo from uh from samurai Champloo, which is great it was awesome she looked awesome it was perfect um but she's not really into anime and she commented she was like this really seems like a special place where people can just be themselves i've seen representation from like every fandom ever. She's like, this is pretty special. And so that made me really happy because now, I mean, like in the same way that you mentioned that your mom had come around, like my parents recently have come around and my they said that they wished that they hadn't have made it so difficult for me to, Aww. you know, express myself through my love of anime. Um, and like hearing them say that, I was like, oh my God, that's like, feel like come full circle really nice and like now I can continue on this path and that's why it's so crazy that like a year after meeting we're making an anime podcast together I know and it's so sweet too like when my mom came around she was so supportive like she got us gaming systems like she would always like talk and try to engage and try to like learn about the culture learn about the game and what we were doing i was super into like drawing and anime style so she would get me like pencils and drawing pads and it was a good time uh something i'm really excited about though is for next week we'll be talking about our day two adventure at anime uh, NYC, mm -hmm. where we saw the premiere of Weathering With You. Yes, it was so good. Um, I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, and then the, you had mentioned Fruits Basket earlier in the show as like one of the first mangas that you had read. Yes. Yeah, and that's going to be our episode after that. Episode on, number three. Yeah, and that's going to be released on Chinese New Year. Uh, January 25th. So that'll be... Oh, wow. Be... Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. It... I didn't realize oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's wow. why it's number three. <laughs> that's <laughs> gonna five be days before my birthday. It is. Oh, happy birthday. O tanjovi o beneto gozaimasu. It's really great that, like, both of our parents turned around in the end um, and recognized, like, how, like, special um, anime and manga uh, and, you know, just, like, looking at a different culture through a different lens can, like, be to one's life. Um... I feel like anybody maybe who's out there, I mean, even though anime, we were discussing how it's much more in the mainstream now, it's much cooler. These There are these huge companies, Crunchyroll, um, like High Dive is a new streaming company that are making it much more popular. These like expos that are popping up, like whereas it all used to be fan run, mm -hmm. you know, but I feel like there's still, I'm sure is like, a lot of fear of stuff that's different out there. And there might be some parents or there might be people who are being bullied still because of liking anime for different reasons in small towns. Um, do you have any, I mean. I mean, I would say to never be ashamed of something that you're passionate about and something that sparks your creativity. I wish that I would have hung out with the people that I admired growing up instead of being so caught up in vanity and pride and trying to project this image that really wasn't who I am. Mm. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I feel like I messed up some friendships that who knows, maybe we could have still been friends today because we had that common interest together. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, it's never it's never a good idea to deny your true self because then once you find yourself and once you embrace it, 
it just feels like that peace that's been missing. And it's really hard when you're in a small town. Like, growing up, it just felt like that was the whole, our whole universe and our whole reality. And I'm just so happy that through anime, I realized that there's more to life. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, I think my big regret is that, like, there's so much anime and uh, manga that I could have, like, consumed by now if I hadn't cared so much what other people thought. Um, my Japanese, I know, would be way better. Uh, so, you know, but I'm, I'm really happy with where I am now. Like, I'm really just enjoying it. Um, like, speaking of which, like, what are you watching these days recently really quick? So, currently, I'm watching season two of Agritsuko. I just nice. finished season one of Head Mask? Or Hero? Hero Mask. Um, and we're also, Sebastian and I are going to be watching season two of Castlevania, I'm finishing up season one of Fruits Basket, and I think that's everything. What are you watching? Um, I am watching, you mentioned reading Maid-sama yes. um, earlier. I'm actually watching it. It's on Netflix right now, and I've just been crushing it. <laughs> it's so <laughs> shameful, but it's good. Um, and I've also finally... Um, I'm really late to the game on this, but I've started watching Hunter x Hunter. Yes. And it is amazing like it's exactly what everyone says it is so i'm i'm along for that ride that's so great well thank you so much for tuning in this week next week we'll be discussing weathering with you uh directed by makoto shinkai and you can follow shoujo mojo on instagram at shoujo mojo pod feel free to like us on facebook and join our facebook group shoujo mojo pod official if you have an anime that you want us to watch or review, um, you can email us at shoujomojopod at gmail.com or tweet at us at shoujomojopod. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please review us on iTunes. It will really help us to grow. You can find this in all of our other episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, and if you love anime theme songs, shameless plug, uh, you can follow my band Otaku Ongaku on Instagram um, and TikTok at Otaku underscore Ongaku or listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else where music is streamed and sold. And if you are looking for your next amazing cosplay or a cute Amagurumi doll, follow me at Lady Cat Fashion on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. <laughs> nice. All right, signing off, I'm Alexis. And I'm Alex. And, and this was Shoujo Mojo. Mojo.